Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Happy New Year to all those who love the Elohim of Israel and who show it by following his instructions. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. This past weekend was the time to resync clocks in the United States for daylight savings time, and more importantly, the time to sync our calendars to Elohim's calendar. Believers who don't sync up are bound to be disoriented and out of sync with the Creator. What do we mean by sync up? Stay tuned. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Pandora, Tumblr, and YouTube. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. A big shout out to our listeners in Nevada and the Netherlands. Amen. So, in the last couple of podcasts, we extended an invitation and a prayer request. We want to do that again here. At Red Pill Torah, our mission is simple. We're calling believers in the Elohim of Israel, from faith in man-made institutions to simply following Elohim's instructions. Mm -hmm. My brother is a bishop, a pastor of pastors in a Christian church. He announced that he wanted to host a virtual Seder service to celebrate Elohim's Passover, and he wanted me to lead it. The idea grew to include invitations to other pastors and believers including the senior elder at the Messianic Jewish Synagogue that Miss and I attend. The date for the Seder is Saturday, March the 27th. It will start at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it will be hosted on Zoom. Some of our friends and leadership will help with the Seder, with everyone participating on Zoom from wherever they are. On Monday, March the 22nd, we will host a Seder prep Zoom call. This meeting will hopefully answer any questions anyone may, anyone may have prior to the Seder. We will discuss practical points like what foods to have on hand and the Bible foundation about why we celebrate the Passover. This may be a good opportunity to invite people with whom you've been sharing the Torah. It is definitely a great opportunity to awaken believers to God's instructions and his calendar. So we want to invite you to be in the service with us from wherever you are in the world. If you want to join in, please email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. We will gladly send you the Zoom link and the other relevant details. If you are already booked for Pesach, please remember us in prayer. If you know of believers who may want to be a part of this little slice of history in the making, please have them get in touch with us. Miss and I are so grateful to Jehovah for this opportunity to serve him, and we are grateful to our brother for the wonderful idea and the assignment. There's a lot to do to prepare, so please remember us in your prayers. Again, the target date is Saturday, March 27th. We're expecting the Ruach HaKodesh to meet us and to speak to us all. Amen, Daddy. So, we know that the new moon was spotted this past weekend in Jerusalem. For those who don't know what the new moon is, it's when a small sliver of moonlight is seen in the night sky. Israeli sources have reported that the barley is aviv, or ripe. 
The combination of these two events means that this is a new month and a new year, according to our Elohim, the Most High. In Exodus chapter 13, verses 3 through 4, we read, Moshe said to the people, Remember this day on which you left Egypt, the abode of slavery, because Jehovah, by the strength of his hand, has brought you out of this place. Do not eat hamets, or leaven. You are leaving today in the month of Aviv. Tim, from this scripture, we know the name of the month when Israel left Egypt. It's called Aviv. Mm -hmm. In Exodus 12, starting at verse 1, we read, Jehovah spoke to Moshe and Aaron in the land of Egypt. He said, You are to begin your calendar with this month. It will be the first month of the year for you. Daddy, the father, said this to Moshe and Aaron as he began to give them instructions for the Passover. These, in, these scriptures are part of the biblical basis for this time of year. Miss and I spent some time talking with friends on Erev Shabbat, or last Shabbat evening. We talked about a lot of great things. One of them was a scripture in Ephesians chapter 2 that links non-Jewish believers to the covenants of Israel. That's important to know because the only way to receive Elohim's salvation was made through the covenants he made with Israel. Yeshua's birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection are integral parts of the covenants. Unfortunately, many believers see their salvation as something separate from these covenants, and they see the covenants as nullified by Israel's disobedience. By the grace of Jehovah, we now know better. If you haven't already heard them, please go back and check out our podcast, episodes 23 through 26. Those episodes trace the sequence of covenants that our Creator made with human beings, starting at creation. You will see that older covenants form the foundation for later ones, and the Father said that all of them were everlasting. Daddy, I really enjoyed those episodes. Me too. It was really sobering to read the New Covenant in the books of Jeremiah and Hebrews and to see that it was made with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It doesn't mention any Protestant denomination, Catholics, or any other nation or race of people. It seems like the New Covenant, which many Gentile believers use as the basis for invalidating the Torah, doesn't even mention Gentiles at all. That is the context for the scripture you mentioned in Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 11, where it says, Therefore, remember your former state, you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcised by those who merely because of an operation on their flesh are called the circumcised. At that time, you had no Messiah. You were estranged from the national life of Israel. You were foreigners to the covenants embodying Elohim's promise. You were in this world without hope and without Elohim. But now, you who were far off have been brought near through the shedding of the Messiah's blood. Mm. Mama, we need to finish reading this chapter on a future podcast. Mm -hmm. It is full of truth, and some have used it to contradict the Messiah's own words. Yeshua said that he did not come to destroy the Torah, but to fulfill it. Gratefully, we know that any interpretation of the New Testament that seems to invalidate the Old Testament in any way 
is a mistaken interpretation at best. Now, what you read in Ephesians 2 plainly said that the Gentiles were foreigners to the covenants of Elohim and without hope and without Elohim in this world. Mm -hmm. This scripture also identifies the Messiah's shed blood that reversed our estrangement from Israel. It took us from being foreigners to the covenants to being equal participants. It took us from a hopeless state without Elohim to having Yehovah be our Elohim too. Amen. Just remember, we have gone from aliens or strangers, far from the covenant, to being brought near. We are as close to the covenants as a grafted in limb is to the tree on which it was grafted. The grafted limb gets the same nourishment as the rest of the tree. Nice. And there is no separation. We are now partakers in the covenant. Amen. Part of the covenant includes Elohim's holy times, spelled out in Leviticus chapter 23. That's right. In verse 1, Elohim said that these are his feasts. They don't belong to the Jewish people or any group of people, but they are identified as Jehovah's feasts. Believers who look at this and reply with, it doesn't take all that to be saved, have a poor understanding of their salvation and their Savior. These feasts are a call to everyone who is included in the covenant. It's not burdensome to observe them, but a privilege that we get to observe them. Because we love Elohim, we gratefully and eagerly obey Him. We are not like the people in Matthew chapter 22 who were invited to a wedding feast for the son of the king, but they either found a lame excuse to not come or they disrespected the king and showed contempt for his invitation. Read Matthew chapter 22 verses 1 through 14 for that story and learn about this lesson. Wow. You know, in episode 6, God's Calendar, we talked about the two Hebrew words used to describe the feasts. One word is moed, which means an appointment. Imagine having an appointment with a highly capable physician about an important health-related concern. Now, imagine that you noted the appointment for 10 a.m., but your mobile phone's calendar is synchronized with the time zone that is two hours behind where you are. Now, that makes you two hours behind, so your appointment is lost because you're not in sync with the right time. Also, imagine scheduling a job interview for an excellent opportunity on the 19th of the month, but you don't know which month it was set for. Worse yet, imagine a married man not knowing the date of his wedding anniversary. Mm -mm. My Tim is not that guy. Amen, Mama. But I imagine it would not be very good if he had forgotten. Being out of sync with Elohim's calendar can have the same effect. It would make a believer disoriented at best and unprepared at worst. As the fulfillment of the fall feast days come to fruition. And the fall feasts are Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Thank you, Daddy. You're welcome. We must be found watching and ready. No believer should refuse Jehovah's invitation for him or her to meet with him. Remember the scripture we shared in Ephesians? Gentiles were aliens from the covenant, but now we're brought near. That makes believers who don't accept their invitation to the feast look a lot like the people described in Matthew 22, invited but absent without an excuse. 
Miss, how about the second Hebrew word, mikra? That word means rehearsal. In fact, it is a kadosh mikra, a holy or set-apart rehearsal. Imagine being on stage in a production, being seen by billions of watchers, but you don't know your lines, you don't know the plot, and you're not in costume. Yikes. Or imagine being part of a beautiful orchestra, but you can't read the music, and you have not mastered your instrument. The conductor points to you at the most beautiful part of the symphony. But what can you do? A profuse perspiration with an embarrassed smile is not good enough here. Billions are waiting to hear your part, but you're not ready. You had time to practice, and you looked the part, but when it came time, all you could do is pretend. Well, that just is not good enough. You're right, Daddy. We have calendars for sports, school years, fiscal and business years, agriculture, and other events that we deem important to attend. Generally speaking, people know how to manage several calendars at one time. For believers, there is no good explanation for being out of sync with the Father's calendar. Mm -hmm. For years, we've been absent from the parting because man-made institutions removed what they believed was the Jewish traditions associated with salvation through Yeshua. They even changed his name to Jesus so that it would sound more Greek, but I digress. Mama, remember Elohim's desire to tell Abraham about what he planned to do in Sodom and Gomorrah? Mm -hmm. In like manner, he has told us what is on his mind at his chosen times in the year. So far, his son, Yeshua, accomplished amazing things on these exact days, days which were set thousands of years before Yeshua was born in Bethlehem. Elohim said that each of these days were eternal observations, eternal. He has invited us to be rehearsing what he instructed on the very day he will one day fulfill it. Tim had mentioned before that the fall feasts have yet to be fulfilled. Do you want to be ready for the big event that he wants us to practice for? When our soon coming king fulfills it, will you recognize what's happening because you've, re you've been rehearsing for this day? So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and tell Elohim that you have to change your oil or go to a friend's soccer game so you can't make his set apart times? Or would you take the red pill and prepare yourself for a meeting with the Creator? Only you can answer that question. If you don't know what to do, start with reading Leviticus chapter 23. Find out what Jehovah is thinking about on his set apart times. Sync your calendar with his calendar so you don't miss a meeting. Remember, the new year starts with a new moon and the Aviv of the barley. This year, it was on March the 13th, 2021. Amen. The same Hebrew word used for new and new moon is used to describe the new covenant. Just as we see the same moon in the sky presented in a new light, the covenants of Elohim are lasting and unchanged. This is just another area in which we need to get in sync with the Father. Amen. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared and talk about it with your family and friends. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour Aware. 
you can handle the truth.